Hello and welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. I'm your host, Robert Hughes, and I'm talking today with Jennifer Kahn, co-founder and hairstylist of Industry Aligned. Would you introduce yourself to us for the people who have not met you before? It is my pleasure. My name is Jenny Kahn, and I am a hairdresser in Chicago. I, I live in Chicago. I work in Evanston, just north of the city, and I've been a hairdresser since... 2004. Nice. Awesome. So 2004 and uh, you, did you do an apprenticeship or did you do, would you go to hair school? Okay. So I personally, when people ask me how long I've been doing hair, I like to add in beauty school because from the beginning I had been working in salons. The second I started beauty school, I was um, assisting in a salon and it was nonstop from then, you know? And when I think about my journey as a hairstylist, I think about um, all aspects, not just when I started behind the chair making money. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, when I was, when I was coming up um, and I was about to go on the floor, I did an apprenticeship. My, one of my, one of my people that, uh, you know, were above me, they said, whenever someone asks you how long you've been doing hair, think, tell them from the moment you thought about doing hair is the beginning because no one wants to come to a hairdresser who's just been doing hair for two days. <laughs> yeah. You got to kind of not embellish, but they don't know the difference. So. Yeah. Well, it's also like how long you've been doing hair. Well, I've been doing hair as long as I've been doing hair. You didn't say how long you've been licensed hairdresser. Yeah. It's a different question. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, so you, so what did you do? You said you went to beauty school? I did. I went to cosmetology school and I graduated a little over a year later and okay. started assisting. That didn't um, last too long. I was maybe there for four months because I never actually went through proper training there. And I ended up leaving that salon. It seemed like a dead end for me. And I moved on to another salon in Evanston. And I was there for about 11 and a half years. So okay. that was a really long run for me. And then um, after that, I went independent. So okay. it's, been a, it's been a fun journey for me as far as all the different aspects of the beauty industry and how many different roles you can play. So you go to school, you go to go to job assisting, you get your license at some point in there, I'm assuming, or were you licensed before you started assisting? I was licensed. Uh, no, actually, I hadn't taken the test yet. Okay. I finished so cosmetology school, I was assisting, and I honestly waited because we had a year to complete, to take the actual state board test. Yeah. And I waited that full year because I didn't think I was going to pass it. And I passed it by the skin of my teeth. And yeah, I was finally licensed the following year. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I actually admitted that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I barely passed that one. I'm sure I'm not alone. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, I wouldn't have known. I either was like pass or fail. Like I don't even... I don't even know, like, got great or not. But um, so anyway, so you got so you got your license, you eventually started doing hair, you worked at this place for 11 years, and decided that you wanted to be independent. What made you decide to be independent? So there are a lot of things about the business that 
I hadn't known about yet. And I wanted to, I knew I wouldn't learn it under that current leadership. And there were a lot of things about my personal business behind the chair, because even if you are an employee, you operate your own business. I don't think we see it that way though. Um, that I wanted to do differently, that weren't sustainable. I didn't, I didn't feel them to be sustainable uh, working conditions. And I knew I'd have more control if I did things on my own. I just didn't know what that looked like. Gotcha. I, I did kind of um, blindly leap into the independent realm. And yeah. it was honestly one of the best things that I did. I'm very, very grateful that I was there for as long as I was. Um, I have so much respect for the older generation of hairstylists. And I do believe that is the foundation of what everyone is doing now. You'd have to know the rules to break them. But there were a lot of things that uh, we did before as hairstylists and in the beauty industry in general that I didn't carry over to the other side. Like, uh, for example? So the way I was as a hairstylist, I was um, very unhealthy. Okay. I was very unhealthy physically. I was very unhealthy um, mentally. I The way I operated my business was, um, I, I definitely had that scarcity mindset and I think it all ties into my uh physical health and the reason I say that is because it wasn't until I addressed my physical health that all the other things changed and I saw what was possible for me does that make sense yeah well why don't you elaborate on that tell us tell us a little bit about that so I was a young hairstylist I had started at Um, that salon when I was 21 and it was an age of drinking and going out and um, the hustle lifestyle and work 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 and you know I was a new stylist too so I was taking anything I could get I was doing friends hair outside of work I was um, working a second job as a waitress um, to make extra money. After that, I would go out. And I don't feel like I have a very um, rare story. I think it's more common than not that, um, especially new stylists, um, new beauty professionals have this type of lifestyle. And I, I ran myself into the ground every single day. Now, thankfully, I was in my early 20s. But the problem is, is we think because we're young, that our bodies can handle it and that our bodies can keep up. And I blamed a lot of my physical dysfunctions on me being a lemon and me not feeling well on me being a lemon, not the fact that it was me causing this harm. It was- So you felt that you were just naturally, something was wrong with you? It wasn't that you were being terrible to yourself? 
Well, because for some reason, I didn't make that connection that it's what I was eating that made me feel bad. It's me going hours without eating that made me feel bad. My inflammation and my hand swelling, sometimes my shears would get caught. Wow. You know how rings get stuck? Like you swell up and rings get stuck. Yeah. kind of twist it off of my ring finger wow I would take my shoes and socks off you'd be able to see the indent of like the imprint of my shoes or socks for hours wow I took them off when I get home from work you know and I thought there was just something wrong with me some some people would say oh Jenny you uh you know, maybe you have a thyroid issue. Maybe you have, you know, uh, just, you know, all all these dysfunctions, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe there is something wrong with me. It couldn't possibly be because of the way I eat or the fact that I don't move or, you know, the fact that I drink like a fish and smoke like a chimney. It couldn't possibly be those things. Totally. (laughs) And... And so when did all this come? When did you start having these thoughts? Were you all, were you working in the salon with other people or had you already? So it was before you left. It was before I left there. And I honestly think this is what led to me leaving. And this is what led to my growth in so many other areas. Because it's one of those things where you know, as a beauty professional, we're so focused on tending to others' needs. And we want to make sure they look and feel good. We want to make sure that their energy changes when they sit in our chair. And when they leave, it's significantly improved. And what happens is I think we leave very, very little for ourselves at the end of the day. That's so good. And what I found When I made that shift, it was January, 2014. I had hit 200 pounds. My family life was a mess. At that point I was married. That was an absolute mess. I didn't connect that with anything but everything slowly unraveled, right? As things started to improve with me physically. So I made a a choice to um, quit smoking. I stopped drinking. The two went hand in hand, you know? Yeah, totally. For me, especially, I mean, I learned the two together. And after I started exercising, I changed the way I ate. And were you still married at this time? I was still married, yes. Okay. And there was the difference of me changing, but the world around me not. Right. And... I I saw that things could get better in my life, but around me, they weren't, and people weren't seeing that for themselves. Now, this is at my job. This is in my home life. This is with my family and my friends, with everybody. Your eyes change when you start to improve yourself, right? Like the Mm -hmm. the ultimate act of self-care, I believe. Yeah. And... The way I worked changed, the energy I brought behind the chair changed, Um, the way my clients viewed me changed. And I noticed that 
I was able to, even just with my business, I was able to have confidence in saying, so are we doing five weeks next time? Let's get you on the books. Rather than, oh, okay, whenever you want to come in, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see you soon. There were things that, there were areas that I, I grew very confident in because I, I, I saw more value in myself. I saw what I was capable of. I knew what I had to offer people. You know, I knew that if I was able to improve in my physical health, my mental health was changing. You know, I wanted to learn more, even with hair, I was inspired more. It just, I feel like I exploded, you know? So what, um, what was, do you think was the catalyst for this to happen? Like, uh, you know, did you just money. wake up one day and say, I got to stop smoking or? Like no, it was, it was money. It was, um, money. I was in a financial rut. I was in okay. a financial rut. And here's my thing. I don't think that people, there are so many things that are, go wrong in our life. And there's so many things where we're so bummed out and we say, gosh, this is, we just feel doomed and it's forever going to be like this. And it sounds so simple to say addressing your physical health can change all of these things in your life. But the reason that it does is because by challenging your physical side, you break through mental barriers. And when you break through mental barriers, you can change things like the quality of your relationships, your financial status, your um, business and how it operates, your ability to move and your energy that you give out and the energy that you feel. And for me, when I was like, I'm $15,000 in the hole, which to some is nothing, but I'm like, wow. I got nothing to show with this $15,000. Right. Yeah, I totally get that. How do I, how do I have a credit card debt with $15,000? I've been married for three and a half years, haven't gone on a honeymoon. So that's not part of the $15,000. I'm check to check behind the chair, but I'm busy. Makes no sense. I say I can't afford this. I can't afford that. But I can afford $150 on cigarettes a week. I can afford the beverages that come with it, the alcohol, the going out to eat. So expensive. I can buy lunches, but I can't go to the grocery store. Right. I can put gas in the car and get to work, but I can't take a damn honeymoon. It makes no sense. Mm. So yeah. the only thing for me to do was cut that out. And when I cut that out, I was like, all right, well, I need to get this heart pumping because that's the only thing a cigarette did for me. It was like, it got me going. I started walking, I started exercising and that, that was really it. And I then, mean, oh my God, that's why I didn't feel good. Right. I mean, that's kind of impressive that you discovered that on your own. There was no like, there's no like self-help or motivational speaker or, or, or meme you saw, nothing, nothing. You just kind of like, you just kind no. of attribute it, just deciding that you're going to stop, uh, you're going to adjust the way you spend your money, you're going to stop smoking, and then stop drinking. And then upon that, you felt like the urge to engage in physical activity. And that, yeah, that, that, um, the summer before I had actually gone to, um, it was at, uh, at my church, 
they had gone through this financial peace university. I don't know if you know Dave Ramsey, but he's like this uh, huge financial advisor and, and the church went through this whole program and people were able to go through it. And um, it was like a get out of debt and invest and how to, um, how to be good with your money, how to make your money work for you and, how, you know, and not be a slave to it, but have it work uh -huh. for you. And that's when it, I kind of started to break things down. And then I realized that I was the reason for all of this. You know, it really, when you lay it all out, it's like numbers don't lie. You're able to no, see where your spendings are. And when I saw where all my spendings were, it made sense why I didn't feel good. Gotcha. And also, you know, I didn't feel good because of where my money was going. And I didn't feel good because of how much my money was going to these things. I didn't have any money at the end of the day. I was overweight. I was miserable. I felt physically and mentally ill. And that was the energy I put out even though I had a smile on my face. And you did you uh, attend this uh, thing with Dave Ramsey uh, before or after you start smoking? Right before. Right before, okay. Yeah. So, so there was uh, some sort of catalyst, like you were not feeling good for an extended period of time and uh, think you were realizing, you know, things weren't adding up and uh, you went to this Dave Ramsey thing. Yeah. And and then you, then everything kind of just started unfolding once you started realizing, you know, how you're spending your money, where everything's going. And so it started off with a realization of money. Uh, and that helped you realize the, that you were doing things that aren't helping you. Is that, does that sound about yeah, right? Yeah, because if you think about it, I mean, there are a lot of hairdressers. If you think about it now, what are all the education programs out there? How to be a millionaire style hairstylist. Yeah, yeah. How to be a millionaire hairstylist. How to how to um how to make a hundred thousand dollars, how to be a six-figure hairstylist. And it's so funny because you don't have to make that much money to have that much money. It's what you do with it. Totally. You know? We have all these programs out there and um coaches out there teaching people how to make all this money. That's not the actual problem. You're making money. Right. <laughs> the problem is everything else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So totally. I, I think our, 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 our focus is we need to redirect our focus because if, if our health was in a better position, our mind would be in a better position and our financial status would be in a much better position and we wouldn't have to throw out all these buzzwords to get people in because that's not the actual problem. And that's what I learned. I started off thinking money was my problem, but it wasn't my problem. My problem was my body. And we're talking about mental health and we talk about mindset a lot. We talk about manifestation. That's not the problem. The brain lives in the body. And if the body's unhealthy, how do you expect the brain to function? Right. The way it should to its full capacity. Right. So it wasn't until I addressed my physical health that everything else fell into place. I was able to leave that toxic marriage. 
details that I don't need to get into. You know, the, the, the salon that I was at that served its purpose up until a certain point because I had outgrown it. It's not that it was a bad place. It was the best place for me for that time. But I outgrew it because as my physical changed, as my health improved, as my mental state improved, my financial state improved, I knew that there was even more for me, better for me. I didn't know what it looked like, but I took that leap blindly anyway, trusting myself more, you know? And at that point, I had already met David, my boyfriend, him and I have industry aligned together. And right when I met him, you know, at this point, I had been on my um, physical health journey for two years now. He's been a trainer for 21 years. He kind of... um, took over, you know, hopped in the driver's seat and took over and elevated that even more for me because I was only working out however I saw was, you know what I mean? I'd I'd go on YouTube, I would watch a couple of videos, I'd go to the gym, I joined a CrossFit gym, which was, you know what, it was a little too taxing for me, you know, our shoulders and our there, there are things that we need to preserve and maintain because we need our bodies to make money. Our body is our actual money maker. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to also make sure that the movement that I did choose was good for long-term. I want to enjoy my retirement years, you know? So yeah, when I, when I met him, that's kind of when my whole uh, physical health experience really elevated he wrote a personal program for me and I was just kind of like gosh David this is mind-blowing like beauty industry needs you I just don't know how I don't know how yet so it's been a really honestly I'm so grateful for the journey that I've had from 2004 up until today, I'm so grateful for the salon that I called home for almost 12 years. The people that I worked with, the older generation that I worked with, it was a new and old generation salon. So I looked at the old generation when they'd see me complain about my shoulder or my hip, they'd say, oh, you're too young to complain. But I'd also look at them like, you're only 50. People live until they're 80, 85, 90. So technically you're also too young to complain. Yeah. (laughs) There has to be a better way. And that's what I'm working towards sharing with Industry Aligned. There is a better way. And so, uh, so real, I just want to, um, just for, just to make sure that there's clarity in the, in your story and the message here, uh, for the viewer and listener. Uh, so I want to kind of like correct me if I'm wrong and like add anything and take anything away. I just want to kind of make sure I got what is going on here. So, so you start off in the industry, you start off at school, you get a job, got, you get, you get out of school, you get a job assisting, you kind of put off, you put off the, uh, the test for a while, you, you, you pass on it by the skin of your teeth. And now you're on, you're on the floor, you're doing hair uh, at a salon, a salon, which you were at for t- over 10 years. 11 years. And, um, and during that time at this salon, you either picked up or, 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 
or added on, you know, all kinds of healthy, unhealthy, sorry, unhealthy habits of eating, uh, consuming toxins and mind altering substances that really kind of impacted so many things. And uh, that, that led to you being uh, overweight and uh, in a relationship that you may, may, should, may, not have, may, may not have needed to be in at quite as long had you not been in these other states. And, um, and at some point you realized or, or some point something happened to where you started to feel like you need to look from an outside in at your own self and like examining your behavior or me coming aware you intended some financial uh, seminar, which really forced you to kind of put some numbers together. And then that's when everything really started to open up and you really started to focus on, you stopped drinking and stopped smoking and, and you really focused on your, on your physical health, which improved your mental health and which improved your financial health. Yes. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Okay. And then you're, you were able to get out of the relationship. You were able to make a big jump to be independent. Well, I would go back actually, while you're going through this process at your, your salon that you're at, you're working at, you started to realize that you had so much more potential because you weren't spending so much time, energy, and money participating in unhealthy habits and lifestyle and those things that cost a lot of money like eating and drinking going out to eat drinking going out drinking um and plus they also they also take away your your time you could be making money or strategizing about ways or marketing efforts or or whatever and uh and then you eventually decide that you're going to make take this leap and um you go independent and what what time did you at what point in time did you meet your uh, boyfriend I met him. Were you independent already? I no, I wasn't. I was still okay. at that salon. I was still an employee. And okay. he gave me so much perspective on what what it looked like to see the value in yourself and what it looked like to really look out for yourself and what happens when you do that and it was all a part of my exploring what true confidence is that was that was that really unraveled when I met him because I also didn't know that a relationship like this a man like this being treated like this was possible for me. Because I changed, I attracted something of quality. And if I didn't make any of those moves before him, I never would have met him. He wouldn't have looked at me and I wouldn't have looked at him. I, I should say swipe because we met on Tinder. Okay. <laughs> hey, I love that. <laughs> we never would have swiped on each other. Oh my gosh. It was just, it was all because of the decisions we made before we met each other that led us to each other. It's no surprise that my life looked the way it did before because my decisions led up to those moments, those people, those places, those experiences. So I learned how much control I have over how I look, over how I feel, over who I love and who loves me. 
over how much money I have, over what I spend it on, over my company, my environment, everything. All those things changed when I met him because, you know, it, I, I don't know. I don't even know if I could put it into any more words. It was just. Well, I think, yeah, you, I think you really nailed on something that uh, I tried to, you know, capture as much as possible is a lot of the times, like your, your, your statement about you not, not attracting someone who was of a certain lifestyle and mentality and perspective, unless you were within that mentality and that perspective. I think that is so true. I think we do attract the people in our lives based on our own decisions. And that kind of creates and molds the world around us. And uh, I love, I love what you're saying. I think that's, I think it's like a public service announcement or a hairdresser service announcement. You know, it's, Make sure that you're you're not just so focused on the money and the business or even the craft that you end up, you know, down the road, kind of not liking yourself and feeling like you got to go through, you know, so much or or it's or you're hopeless. Like, you know, just um, you know, take care of yourself, your mind, your body, and that'll help your pockets. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think about even like. You know, a lot of stylists, uh, beauty professionals, they complain about where they work too. That's also a big problem. Uh, and it's always, well, I can't grow because of where I'm at. I can't grow because of the, these, these coworkers and my boss or whatever. And look inward. Look inward first. They're not the problem. The money's not the problem. This or that isn't the problem. You're the problem. The second you change, everything around you changes. If anybody's listening and you are one to say, this is why I'm not progressing. This is why I'm not excelling in my career. This is why I'm in a financial rut. This is why I feel so shitty. This is why I'm like unhealthy. And you have all these excuses and you're blame shifting. Just stop talking and get to work because it's probably you. That's good. I think that's your, uh, your, the quote for the episode right there. So I like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, my mother always used to say, uh, don't throw stones if you live in a glass house and we all live in glass houses. Mm-hmm. So uh, work, focus on yourself. And she used to always say, focus on Robbie eating, sleeping and being good. You know, it's like, <laughs> And uh, I think that's, that's great that you're telling people, yeah, let, like, hey, if, if you think there's something wrong at work, why don't you, are you living a healthy lifestyle? Uh, do you have your, but do you have a budget? Do you understand your numbers? Do you, do you under, how, you know, do you pay attention to what you eat? You know, what type of toxins do you consume? You know, if you feel like you got all that, and then you're still not happy at the salon, then I guess you do what you did and you take a leap and make a move and you yeah. kind of you know, go for it. And you, you may just so be so, so blessed that you find somebody super organically and uh, you just kind of end up somewhere. And I think that that is so true. And that's so good. Yeah. So, so you go, so, so all this has happened. You, uh, you met your boyfriend, you met any, and before I kind of did the little synopsis, you we're talking about industry aligned. Um, I want to just kind of get a super quick uh, understanding of what industry aligned is and like, um, 
like not really what it is, but how, how you got, how you decided to make that happen. And we'll go into that in the next episode and so like more depth into what the next episode is. So like, so you were saying that your boyfriend helped you with a plan and you were thinking, how can he help out other hairdressers? And how did you decide to make, make, make that like, and go for it? So something I like to address is just because you're in the best shape of your life doesn't mean that you're not susceptible to injury. And that's something that you and I know Mm -hmm. because we went through something very similar, right? Yeah. So David got me on this program and I'm working out and I'm feeling good and I'm losing weight and physically, aesthetically, I had looked the best I had ever looked in my life. And I felt the best I had ever felt. But David would always say to me, are you doing your prehab? Are you doing your prehab? Are you doing your prehab? And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm good. I mean, look at me, I'm good, you know? I go to the gym four or five days a week, I'm eating right, whatever. But the things we do on the daily are constantly throwing our bodies off of alignment. So long story short, one day I wake up screaming in pain. David takes me to the emergency room. I thought I dislocated my shoulder and I had herniated my neck, my C5, C6. And they, just to give you a quick brief, they wanted to do surgery right away. They want to give her the shots, give her the surgery. And David's like, no, 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 pump the brakes. Start with PT. So they sent me over to the Shirley Ryan Ability Lab, downtown Chicago, known internationally. Therapy for two months, still no progress. $6,500 later, David says, because at this point, they're really pushing surgery. They're like, we've seen zero progress. Before we have any serious dirt nerve damage, we need to get her in surgery. David's like, no, because I haven't tried yet. He takes over all my rehab. And because of him, I didn't need surgery. Because of him, I didn't need to get the shots. Because of him, I am 95% recovered. I'd say 99% recovered because there's like just a little bit of numbness, numbness left in my finger. And I need to share him with the beauty industry. I'm doing a disservice to the beauty industry if I don't share everything I've learned. And if I don't share him and everything he knows, which is mind blowing, you'll speak to him one day, Rob, and you will just be, I mean, your mind will be blown. So that's where industry alliance came from. We don't need to, uh, live in pain. We don't need our careers on the line because our body can't keep up. The beauty industry provides such financial stability to families, to single mothers, to kids with like, you know, no homes, no parents, no, no support. It provides so much financial security that why would we want to leave it because our bodies can't keep up? We should, you know, 
there, there's a better way. And that's what we want to share with everybody. Awesome. Well, I look here forward to hearing more about that next time. Um, I think this is a great place to wrap it up. I think, uh, I think that a lot of people will have gotten a lot of out of, out of this. Your story is inspiring, especially, uh, especially hearing where you started from like where you got or where you got to before you made some major changes. I feel like a lot of people can relate, you know, being feeling overweight, not being happy the way you look, being in a toxic relationship, you know, feeling like you don't have any money, being in debt. I feel like that's really, really, a tr are, all those are triggers for so many people and they have, they, that they're dealing, you know, dealing with that on a regular basis. So I'm really happy to hear that. Um, all right, so before we, we finish, we, we close out here, I'd like to uh, end with a laugh and ask uh, each of my guests for their most embarrassing moment behind the chair or as it pertains to the industry. Do you have such a moment? Yeah, Rob, this one is actually uh, really embarrassing because it's never, ever happened to me. And it just, it just recently happened. It was a freak incident. So I was uh, at the salon a couple Saturdays ago and it was my last client. She was a brand new client and I was halfway into her haircut and I popped up and I said, oh, I don't feel good. And she said, oh, dude, she's a Chinese medicine doctor or practitioner. Mm -hmm. And she's trying to assess me. She goes, she thought I, oh, is it heart palpitations? She thought I was having a, like an anxiety attack. <laughs> And she said, why don't you sit down, breathe? And I sat down for a second. I, said, I popped right back up and I'm like, no, you know what? I actually, give me one moment. I think I'm going to be sick. So I walked to the bathroom and I, oh my God, I threw up everywhere. My, <laughs> oh, my dinner from the night before, my breakfast, my lunch, Oof. Robert, everything came up. Oh. I was fine all day and within seconds, don't ask me what happened. I came back out and she's like, oh, Jenny, are you okay? And I'm like, I feel like a million bucks. I don't know what happened to me as I'm in so much shock that I'm not even embarrassed yet. Cause I know this is like, and she's like, Jenny, I have honest to God, never had anybody walk away from me so professionally to throw. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, honey? I've been in the customer service industry since 16. It's what I do. It's what I do. So now I am mortified that I can actually sit and think about it. I could not believe that happened, but you know, it was pretty embarrassing. She even hugged me after, which. Wow. I, was, I know that was a big deal. That was pretty embarrassing. I would say that tops my, all of my embarrassing stories at the salon because it was just recent and it's never I mean even when I was like 22 and hung over that's never happened at work <laughs> oh yeah I bet you didn't expect that one Robert no I didn't not no I didn't <laughs> <laughs> all right well well thank you so much for sharing your story oh, yeah, and, my um, next next time we have you on the show we're gonna hear more about industry line what type of stuff you're doing and um and get more information about that. And um, yeah, thank you so much for your time. Robert, thank you for having me. Till right. next time. Till next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.